Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, beautiful souls. It's been a little while since I've connected with you here on the podcast. As most of you know, I have moved onto the road right now. And so I am driving around the Kootenays of British Columbia. I'm parked in a beautiful spot outside of Nelson. We've had a lot of hiccups, a lot of hard moments. There's been a lot of tears. But, you know, it's been a pretty intense learning experience. And the biggest thing I'm learning right now is just to enjoy the moment and enjoy the view and enjoy the process of being here in, you know, whatever capacity shows up for me. So that's kind of what's going on over here. Currently, I am parked beside a beautiful lake looking out at a beautiful marina. We're in a good spot with good people. So I am thankful for the universe kind of providing that win yesterday. And I'm here to chat about something very important. Um, I was looking into the chart today, which, you know, I try and check in with the chart every day, but it's a little harder when you're traveling. So I haven't been as present with the transits, been more living just actually in the moment. But the minute I looked into the actual transits, I knew I needed to get on here and have a discussion with you about the nodes meeting up with Uranus. So right now we have the nodes of fate slowly approaching Uranus in Taurus. So we've got the north node Taurus creeping up on Uranus and sort of like creeping back is the better term toward Uranus and the south node getting into a close and if not perfect opposition that will come in a couple weeks and we've been feeling this for a little while you know a conjunction begins around 10 degrees in my humble opinion when I'm looking at a birth chart when I'm working with transits I usually use about a five degree orb so that means five degrees on either side and right now Let's just tap into what is going on on July 6th as I'm pulling up the chart. So we've got Uranus at 17 degrees and the nodes of fate at 20 degrees. So we don't have a big orb here at all, right? We've been feeling this intensity for a while. These two energies coming together and then the opposition of the south node, it's very potent. And if you know... I've been talking about this nodal transit since back in 2021. All the things we are or were getting ready to expect, okay? So it's a lot about sustainability, about coming back to the earth, about what we're putting in and on our bodies, how we've outsourced our resources, how we've become codependent, how, you know, we're relating to money, the money system shifting, our self-worth, our, all these things, they're, they're coming to the head right now. And so we are approaching the moment around July 25th, July 26th, where we have a direct opposite, yeah, direct opposition from the South Node and direct conjunction with the North Node. 
Now I want to tap into all these themes for you because I know you're feeling it. I know the world is feeling it. We see it collectively happening and we can't really ignore it. So we have to kind of tap into what it means for us as a collective and then what can we do and how can we use it in order to actually you know, live in more alignment with the cosmic rhythms. Because if we're trusting that everything is happening for us and not to us, then, well, we have to tap in and trust. So I've just tapped into, you know, a couple of the high octaves, the low octaves. What is this bringing to us so that we can really flush out how to work with this energy better, how to bring it into our lives and how to, you know, truly live in alignment with this shift. So the themes I want to talk about with the North Node specifically conjunct Uranus. It's all about these faded awakenings, okay? Faded radical awakenings. What Uranus does is it comes along and any planet or sign or aspect it makes, makes an impact of awakening. It's like uh, an explosive energy, okay? It's quick. It has an impact. It's, um, its intensity is felt because of how quickly it happens. It can be very unexpected, and when we're tapping into this in Taurus, it's like, that's a sign that doesn't like unexpected things. That's a sign that doesn't really want anything to be surprising. So when Uranus is moving through Taurus, it's like shock values to the body, to the system, to our entire grounding, right? It's like shocking, unearthing, ungrounded. We can even tap into this in the weather patterns, like all these things. Taurus is the earth, right? It's this very earthy, farm-like, sustainability, food-focused, safety, security sign. That's what it offers us. When we have these radical awakenings around that, these explosive energies around Taurus, it's like Taurus wants to move slow, Taurus wants to dig its heels in and build something that's going to last. But Uranus doesn't do that. Uranus radically shakes shit up. So the two energies are not necessarily in, you know, in a good conversation. And when I say a good conversation, I just mean they're not the most compatible. <laughs> they don't necessarily see eye to eye. And so we have to sort of just honor that and look at that and understand that there is some discrepancies here we have to work with. So this is going to bring up major shifts in finances, okay? Taurus is also money. It's food, it's money, it's the earth. All the things we're seeing are major shifts around. And we've been seeing this since 2018. Uranus as an energy is really about advancement, okay? It's about technological advancement. Uh, it's about really ushering in new technologies, new ways of thinking. It's the outside of the box energy, right? When we're thinking about Aquarius or the 11th house or Uranus, they are the progressive energies. And one aspect of this is, is really tapping into rebelling, but also there can be a level of revolting. So revolution happens with Uranus. And so we have to think of those energies right now impacting all things Taurus. So again, food, money, resources, the earth, your body, what you put on your body, what you put in your body, all those things I mentioned, we have to think of them as in a revolution currently. 
They are in a great awakening. And so we are experiencing everything that is Taurus within ourselves, experiencing a revolution, if that makes sense. So we're going to see these major shifts in all of these areas, and we're going to see advancements. Now, what I want to talk about is the high octaves and the low octaves, because we can say something is an advancement. And if we're understanding it from a low octave or a biased, um, infiltrated, indoctrinated way of thinking or dogmatic way of thinking, we might see something as, quote unquote, an advancement when it is actually hindrance to humanity or hindrance to the earth and there's always a high and a low of every single energy and you know there are people who are going to make you think that something is great for the world and you know they're going to punish or make a black sheep out of things that actually serve humanity or help us which is like natural medicines and holistic practices that we can see actually help us, right? We know energy is healing. We know vibration frequency is healing. And we see how demonized these things get. And we always have to question when something's being demonized, we really need to look deeper into it, right? I think we all know that at this point. So what can happen with all this energy is this awakening, this eruption, this explosion, right? It's a shaking of the system. It's an awakening of all things Taurus. And so this means it happens slowly or it can feel slow. Let's put it that way because time is relative. It can feel slow and stagnant and kind of sticky because Taurus is a heavy energy. It's a grounded, forceful energy that brings slowness, right? It slows us down so we can enjoy the pleasure of life. And when we slow down, we have a lot more time to experience or feel the shifts. And so in this, we're very heightened into the experience of this transit. So as the nodes come into connection with Uranus, we have all these energies of this radical awakening and shaking and eruptions linked into our faded experience as a collective. Right, so we're seeing everything come to a head, all the things I mentioned, right? Whether it's talking about the climate, food, what's going in and on our bodies, body sovereignty, whether you, no matter what spectrum you see it on, these are the things all coming to the surface, right? We're focused on our earth, their food, our money, our bodies. And we're seeing a shaking in the system. And there's the light side that is seeing, you know, we need more body sovereignty. We need more natural healing. We need to become one with the earth. We need to stop living as sort of parasitic entities on the earth and rather become symbiotic with the earth. I saw someone talking about this this morning. I can't remember who it was. And it was a beautiful chat about, you know, turning into this symbiotic life force on earth rather than sucking her dry or you know using and abusing the earth we become in a state of living in her rhythms her natural cycles we don't fight those cycles we actually fall in love with those cycles we become more human in a sense and so we see this awakening of our relationship to the earth happening 
through Uranus and Taurus and this nodal conjunction. The North Node is destiny, right? The North Node is our collective fate. It's our collective destiny to learn what it is we need to learn and release what it is we need to release, which is that South Node Scorpio. Now let's talk about the South Node Scorpio for a second, right? Because the South Node is that karmic shit we bring in. It's that past life, past collective, been there, done that energy that we are being invited to release, right? And right now it is about Scorpio. And Scorpio has the opposite energy of Taurus is very much around, you know, sharing resources. When we come into union, Taurus is very solid, uh, whereas Scorpio is sharing. It is, you know, intimate sharing, uh, really tapping into less simplicity, more complexity. It's not grounded like the Taurus force is, it's watery, it's flowing, it's deep, it's introspective. Taurus brings simplicity. It's like simple, right? Bring it all back to earth. I just want to enjoy being here. Whereas Scorpio is, why am I here? I want to go deep. I want to understand more. I want to go into the underworld and dive deep into really understanding enmeshment, emotional healing, emotional intelligence, and power. Now, when we're releasing the Scorpio self, no, what we're, we're being asked to let go of and see, right? Because Scorpio is a revealer. It is a revealer. It brings everything to the surface in order to detox. And so what we're being asked to see is these power struggles and where we've been living out of alignment with ourselves, where we need to call back our resources, stop outsourcing our power, our food, our lives, our, our entire souls to whatever it is you know that might be the government that might be other people might be relationships it's going to depend where it falls in your chart specifically but collectively it's to things entities corporations etc that are abusing the earth and so we have to remember that right now we're seeing manipulation abuse fear all that shit come to the surface in order to see more clearly what we actually want, the relationship we actually want to form with this earth, with our money, with our bodies. Now let's talk about the high octaves of this experience, this moment as the transits come in, because as Uranus, you know, opposes the south node there's a push and pull and with the nodes there's always a push and pull between the two energies and uranus is going to come in here and radically oppose scorpio right radically oppose all things scorpio it wants to shake up all the things we've already talked about whereas scorpio wants to enmesh it wants to complicate it wants to research and dive deep into the mysteries of all this information maybe a little bit of sleuthing into why we have been the way we've been or how we can go deeper into these practices of money body food all of it um, and Scorpio, we have to remember, I was listening to a really great podcast recently, I think it was Astrology Hub, and I think it was around the Scorpio full moon. And it, it was Christopher Renstrom talking about Scorpio and the story about fall. And I don't remember the exact story right now, 
but basically he compared Scorpio to a hungry ghost. And this, this idea that, that Scorpio is this dying entity, right? In, in the sense of cyclical, it's the fall, it's the energy of going inward. When we're sort of starting to energetically go into a place of death. And I say that as like the harvest is dying, right? The, the soil, the food, it's all gone and, and the earth is sort of just going back to sleep. And so we know that it's going to come back to life. We know that the earth is just regenerating, which is Scorpio. So we have to remember that all of that is in opposition to what Uranus wants right now. Those radical shifts are in opposition to the death and rebirth process. Now, we are releasing that process right now, but we still get to use all the magic of it too. So we have to remember that as we look into the high octaves of this expression. Now, when we're looking at the high octaves of the North Node conjunct Uranus, we know that we are going to be experiencing, and this is going to be different for everyone based on their their consciousness or where they are on their journey or how willing they are to release dogmatic thinking, etc., etc. But it's time to awaken to what is going on and in our bodies. Now, I've talked about this a lot over the last six months, maybe longer, um, yeah, longer. Wow. So I've talked about this a lot, becoming more aware of what goes in and on our body. This means being more conscious of eating food that's not poison, you know, learning about seed oils and their effect on the body, learning about the fact that seed oils are basically just car, car oil, should never be eaten. And I mean, I'm not saying we never eat things with seed oils because they're everywhere and now and then you're going to have to consume them. Um, If you want to enjoy a cookie or a cracker, it's probably in there. But being more conscious of our why when we actually consume products and is it, if the practices of creating that product, are they in, you know, in reverence to the earth? Are they in alignment with the earth? And things like the products you're putting on your skin. We collectively are going to become more aware of the things disrupting our bodies because Taurus is the body and, you know, Uranus is that disruption and we're going to see what is disrupting our bodies, our microbiomes, our endocrine systems, all these things. We're consciously awakening to these facts and awakening to the fact that the, po- the soil is being poisoned, the water is being poisoned, the air is being poisoned, and thereby, you know, we have to be consciously shifting that, changing that, changing the world. And I know we can feel a little powerless at this time. That's the Scorpio South Node making us feel powerless. We aren't powerless. We can radically change the world. So we have to see all of this, okay? And there's so many more layers to this high octaves. It's like, the reconnection to the earth, we get to, through all of this awareness, all of these awakenings, change how we communicate with the earth, how we live on the earth. I mean, so many of you are shifting into living more wild, more free, more, you know, getting out of cities and realizing that cities are just a giant battery um, and that they aren't serving us. They aren't they aren't making us happy. Traffic's not making us happy. You know, we are 
radiant and abundant when we live out in nature. And we're seeing that more and more and more. So we're awakening to our connection to the earth. And we're going to have to live differently, whether we're in cities or not. And learning that our bodies are the earth, right? We are all interconnected. We are being charged by the earth. So, you know, using sunlight to heal our bodies, using fresh air, moving our bodies, being conscious of what goes in and on our bodies. These are all key players in understanding the shift that is happening. And collectively, I believe we are waking up to these facts. So it's all about bringing this massive awareness collectively and fadedly to these big Taurus conversations, okay? Like, for instance, the money system and how it's only serving a very small percentage of the population of the world. And we as not that that population get to look at that and really find the revolution in the change. We may not know what it's going to look like. We may not know what it's going to feel like, but we have to be open to the change. And to do that, we do need to surrender a little bit and to live a little more in ease with nature and her cycles. Trust. Trust is a word I always associate with Taurus. It's like trusting instability because our job right now is to create safety and security and stability. It's to create a ground to stand on so that we can do Scorpio things like magic and connections to the beyond and go deep into our shadow work. But we can't do our shadow work without a grounded and protected system. And I actually am going to do a whole conversation on protection work because I think it's actually more important than ever right now. I've noticed myself, I've had to up my protection work so much because there's just so much energy and, you know, Scorpio asks that we do our protection work and we're going to do a lot of that in the dark moon circles that I have just started the membership for. If you guys haven't seen, uh, I've just launched the dark moon collective and we're going to go into things like protection work at our moon circles. We're going to do protection work in order to ground, in order to facilitate really rooted space so that we can do our energy work, so that we can do our shamanic work. Because shamans use the earth as a tool so that you remain grounded when you go on your journeys. And that's what we're going to be doing in those circles, right? But we have to have that axis between Taurus and Scorpio, the grounding, so that we can go and do the healing work. And another high octave we can really look into here is like sudden insights into your personal finances, your self-worth and your sustainability. So yeah, collectively we're experiencing this whole shift into how we are experiencing all those Taurus topics, but it's also personal to you too, right? There is a house in your chart ruled by Taurus that is going to be experiencing all these sudden insights, these sudden awakenings. Things might happen really fast in that house where you're just like, holy shit, like maybe I saw that coming a little bit, but here it is. The shift is here. The change is here. It's just done or it's just started. It's just begun. It's explosive. It's quick. So that area of your chart, that house that's ruled by Taurus in your chart and whatever's in that house is experiencing these shifts. And we have to be, you know, honoring that space and allowing the quick changes to happen because that's Uranus's job. It's not comfortable. It's not easy, 
but it is what it is, right? It is what we came here to experience. That's why you incarnated with that specific coding. And now we have to remember that there is always a low octave to every experience. We can say, because the nodes of fate are involved, it's all going to be good. It's all going to be wonderful. And it will be good and it'll be beautiful and wonderful. And we get to use that energy for our own specific, you know, soul mission here. But there is a low octave that we need to be aware of. And what I'm seeing personally in just my own biased lens over here, because we all are biased in our own experiences, right? Is these low octaves of this experience actually showing up as this? Okay, so like the wrong kind of food sustainability. Okay, so more fake food, more fake food. Uh, moving away from meat products, you guys know I am passionate about meat products. It's okay if you guys are not. I support you in your journey and your decisions. You do you for your body, but creating more, you know, plant-based products that actually are just seed oils is not the, the practice that is going to help the world. And really more things that aren't actually food. We're seeing it every day. We're seeing more, more food that's not food. And we are being invited, I think, through the lens of the shadow aspects to see, yeah, that's not food. And we get to be more conscious about like the reminder to go back into what is food? What is actual health? What is actually good for our bodies, right? So we have that low octave of, you know, fake food. <laughs> no more fake food. Let's bring in the awareness and the awakening around it the low octave of, you know, the wrong technologies for the climate shifting. The climate is shifting, absolutely. But like, there are things going on that I would call the attempt to combat the problem by playing God. And I think it's important as humans, we need to chill and stop thinking that we can manipulate Mother Earth to our whims, to our desires. And understand that we need to live in her cycles, in reverence to her, you know, her, her practice here on earth, her, her being. And when we attempt to play God, you can see the effects are never good. The effects are never, never, ever helpful to the world. We can do a lot of things to work with the earth that can create some serious magic here. But when we attempt to manipulate the earth, there's always a repercussion, right? There's always a consequence for the actions of maybe people who think they're doing the best for humanity. But when we manipulate our Taurus aspects, it will, it won't work. It won't be promising. It's never going to actually you know, assist and help the earth grow or heal or do the things that we're being told it will do, right? Sustainability is a guise for something else right now, but what we're discovering is true sustainability. And just one example is like the smaller groups that go out and create these boats or, you know, water vacuums that suck up all the garbage in the ocean. Like that's real sustainability. That's real healing of the earth, but you'll never see those kinds of people getting mass funding, right? Because it doesn't pay. It doesn't pay to clean up the earth. It just pays to destroy it. So that is one other low octave of this. I would also say that disconnecting and creating new technologies for what goes in and out of our body, uh, sorry, in and on our body, 
we're creating all of these things to quote unquote help our bodies when in fact they are either poisoning our bodies or not facilitating the best situation or space for our bodies to thrive. I mean, Uranus, if we just think about it for a second, is technology. And we can think about simply for a second, the effect of EMFs on our bodies. So the more technology we try and force onto humanity, and I'm not anti-technology, I'm very excited that I'm able to, you know, share these words on a computer right now, send them through this this website post my podcast and then you get to listen to it pumped about technology but there is a place when we take it too far right the idea of coding the entire earth in satellites do we not think about the effects that's going to have on the body on the earth on the animals on the entire planet So that's absolutely one low octave is like really disregarding the effects of technology on our body and our planet. It's huge. It's huge. And we're going to see a lot of it. Okay. So we have to remember to remain in a, a state of ushering in the, the reality we want to create rather than, you know, stepping into the reality that they or anyone else is trying to create for us and so we have to remember does it feel right does it feel off and when it feels off remember tap into what feels good what is the Taurus like experience we want to usher this world into which is more sustainability more you know more connection with the earth and I've said for a few years now that I do truly believe when we go back to indigenous practices and let you know indigenous souls lead the way a little bit we will heal the earth we will heal ourselves when we live more in reverence with the earth we will begin to heal and so i think that this whole conversation around indigenous cultures in canada is part of this taurus energy so really there we can start to see those low octaves and the last one would be tapping into the fact that we are seeing the dismantlement of the monetary system, which is going to have effects on everyone. Everyone in the world is going to feel the shift that needs to happen in the financial system. However that's going to go, whatever it's going to look like, whether it's going to be high octave, low octave, whether it's going to look like it's low octave and it's actually high octave, it doesn't matter. It's going to affect everyone. And so we can see those low octaves. Now this doesn't mean we get to be or we have to be scared. That's a better word. It doesn't mean we have to be afraid of any of this. It just means that we get to see all of this and then lean into that high octave, right? Lean into a world where we're creating more insight, more connection to the earth, to our bodies, to our money. How do we earn our money? How does it feel good? Are we serving ourselves? Are we taking care of the earth and everything around us so my guidance to you through this transit this shift this experience is really to ground in and start connecting into your body and your intuition your body is a barometer for bullshit and that means food that is bullshit people that are bullshit uh, energies that are bullshit and when we tap in and listen to our instinctual gut bodily responses to people, places, things, 
and trust and follow that guidance. I mean, things are always going to have moments where we doubt, where we fear, where we want to just go back to the way things were, et cetera, et cetera, when we're in radical changes, which we are. But if you can trust your body, if you can ground, move your body, move, you know, energy through your body, do your practices, whatever they are, your routines, if you can just do that at this time, things will feel a little bit more rooted. And maybe it's time to look at things like your money. If you haven't been looking at your money, it's time to look at your money. If you haven't been looking at your relationship to food and sustainability, it's time to do that. If you haven't been in connection with the earth, well, it's time to get into connection. All things Taurus are being asked of you right now. And so whatever that means for you, it's time to connect in. So for me, for example, it's my seventh and eighth house. So really tapping into partnerships, resources, shared intimacies, sex, the occult, taboo, all this stuff. I have to tap into those areas and ask what is being shifted and what is being asked of me. And you're going to have that story going on in your life as well. So now is a potent time to tap in and maybe radically shift the way you are living. You are allowing, you are receiving. One of my favorite words for Taurus is receiving, 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 prosperity, magic, love, radical self-love, worth, all the good stuff. And that's the final note I'm actually going to leave you on is the work around radical self-worth, okay? Taurus is about self-worth. It's about our connection to our worth. And we see that reflected in our, our money relationships and our food relationships and our body relationships. You know, how we care about our body is how we care about our money. How we look at our body is how we look at our money. They're all interrelated. And so right now you get to dive into that experience and ask, you know, how is your processing around these Taurus questions going? What needs to shift and where do you need to realign? And my next moon call, my next dark moon call is actually going to be the dark moon Leo, which is so perfectly aligned with this energy right now because it's another fixed sign and it's really about radical self-love. Okay, so we're going to be tapping into radical self-love and, you know, the wounding of approval, the wounding of craving, you know, the world seeing you as something special and instead coming into a place where you can see yourself as that special thing. So you'll definitely want to join me in the membership. If you haven't already looked into it, go check out the membership. I'll put the, the information all in the show notes and we'll dive deep into so much healing every single month. Okay, guys, I know this has been a little bit of a long one. Uh, thank you for sticking around. Thank you for always being here. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say, what, you know, what comes up for you. Be sure to tag me on Instagram, send me an email, tell me what's going on with you. If you're feeling these energies, I love hearing from you guys. And if you want to go deeper into a conversation around where this energy is impacting you in your life, reach out and let's get into a chart reading. Let's get into your sacred experience so that we can tap into your energy. This is one of the most potent transits, I would say, of this year, and it's a beautiful time to realign your soul. So if you're ready to do that, reach out or, you know, join me in the membership every single month, 
and we will do so much healing together. It's going to be good. So again, thank you for joining me on this episode. I'm sending you so much love. Have a beautiful day. 